Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I am your host, Christina Slater. And today we are going to be talking about why I don't believe in intuitive eating for weight loss. Now, this is probably going to be a bit of a controversial one. I have a pretty strong opinion on Um, I would love to hear your feedback, whether you agree with me or disagree with me. Definitely feel free to share your thoughts. So some of you guys have probably heard of intuitive eating. Maybe some of you guys have tried it. Maybe some of you have no idea what it even is. So intuitive eating is basically a term for listening to your body and giving it what it wants when it wants it when it comes to food. Okay. And the simplest and biggest problem with that, especially when we're talking about fitness goals, specifically weight loss or even muscle growth, is that most people don't know a thing about nutrition, let alone how fat loss actually works. Okay. So in today's episode, I am going to give you guys six reasons why I think intuitive eating is one of the worst things you can do if you are trying to lose fat. Okay. Now, intuitive eating as a concept is great, is fantastic. And I probably sound contradictory right now, but I think intuitive eating should be the end goal for a lot of people. Definitely not for everyone, but for a lot of people. But note how I said end goal, okay? Not the system in which one achieves that goal, and especially not if that goal is fat loss. Now, I know some of you guys are probably going to say, well, calories in, calories out. That's all that really matters when it comes to losing weight. And yes, intuitive eating can allow you to lose weight, of course. But in my opinion, it is a garbage approach. And I'm going to explain why. But unless you are like that 1% of the people who just basically luck out with their food choices randomly or already has like amazing health and amazing discipline and a good, strong foundation to knowledge and nutrients. It's going to take you down a long, discouraging road of ups and downs and discouragement when it comes to really seeing progress in your fitness journey. I know that it sounds appealing to just eat whatever we want when we want it and just listen to our bodies, just eat when we're hungry. How how appealing is that? That's amazing. Like A lot of us want that. But if you think about it, isn't that what 99% of us are doing right now? We're basically eating what we want when we want to. And 99% of us are fat or we're out of shape or we're just not happy with our bodies. Okay. And you can't intuitively eat until you establish a healthy relationship with both yourself um, and with food. And 
arguably even with nutrition as a general concept, okay? And you you definitely don't have to have a degree in nutrition to intuitively eat properly, but you do have to understand the very basics of nutrition and how to eat for different goals. Otherwise, you're just going to be winging it. And again, the way you get results in anything, we're not just talking about weight loss now, just in anything is through intention. It's through controlling the variables to create a certain outcome, right? And if we're intuitively doing something, we're not controlling any variables. We don't even have any data to work with. We're just basing it off intuition. Like if you think about it, how many times in your day-to-day life have you skipped a meal because your goal is weight loss and you just weren't that hungry? So you're like, oh, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm not that hungry anyways. I'm just not going to eat right now. Have you done that? Most of us have. How many times have you knowingly gone too long without eating because you overate the day before? Maybe you had a binge the day before. Maybe you went out to an event and you just, you know that you overate. So the next day you just refrain from eating. You might be hungry, but you just refrain from eating because you know you ate a good amount the day before, right? Or on the flip side, how many times have you continued to eat despite being full just because the food tastes good? Guilty. I've done it. (laughs) When food is delicious, we want to eat more of it. How many times have we turned to food as a response to an emotional trigger? Like it's even programmed into us. We watch movies, the girl gets broken up with or the guy gets broken up with and we go and we eat ice cream and chocolate sitting on the bed crying. Like it's taught to us to turn to food as a response to something emotional going on in our life, right? So you can see the very obvious problem here. You you can intuitively eat, but you can't intuitively eat properly if you don't yet know how to eat for your body and for your goals, okay? So before we do get into the six six reasons why intuitive eating sucks for weight loss, I do want to quickly touch on meal plans versus flexible dieting, okay? Because some of you guys might be thinking like, okay, well, like I do want to lose weight, but I don't want to be on a meal plan for the rest of my life. So what should I do, right? And first off, I mean, I like to question the norm. I'm not a typical character in in daily life. I, I generally go against the grain a little bit. But I also, I just dislike the concept that being on a meal plan always is restrictive and wrong, okay? I understand that it's not for everyone. And for most of our clients at Cut and Conquer, most of them don't do meal plans 24-7. Almost all of them do meal plans during a cutting phase, and then they transition to flexible dieting. Some of them do flexible dieting during a cutting phase. But some people thrive with a nutrition plan. I'm one of them. Like I love being on a meal plan. I want to be on a meal plan all the time because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel empowered. I just love it. There's rare occasions where I do just track my macros, but I I just I feel the most free on a meal plan, which I know kind of goes against what it is what the usual perception is. But if your meal plan is created properly, it really shouldn't feel that restrictive. And the small sacrifices that you do have to make should absolutely weigh out what you lose because by following that plan, you're getting the results that you so badly want, right? However, of course, there are quite a few people out there who just don't do well on a meal plan. It doesn't thrive with their lifestyle. It doesn't thrive with their personality. They do feel too restricted. And I totally understand that. And I know that sometimes having too much rigid structure in your life can just feel like it sucks the joy out of life. And that is not 
what we want. That's not the goal of health and fitness. That's not the goal of eating. We want to be able to enjoy our food. And sometimes those are the people who really, really thrive with flexible dieting. But flexible dieting and intuitive eating are totally different. They are not the same. Okay. So a lot of our clients at Cut and Conquer do flexible dieting. Okay. And flexible dieting, especially the way that we teach it, it still provides structure to your nutrition. Okay. Meaning you have certain targets that you have to hit, but you also have freedom and wiggle room within those targets to make sure that your meals work for you and that your nutrition is optimal for your lifestyle. So what that means is, let's just say you're not super hungry in the morning one day. You can have a smaller breakfast. If you just don't like eating in the morning, you can totally have a smaller breakfast. Is breakfast the most important meal in the day? I would say that it's probably not for most people. For some people, it could. But like to just say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, Like I don't think that that's a true statement because it is completely dependent upon who that person is what breakfast they're eating and what their goals are and what their day looks like. So if you're doing flexible dieting, well, you can have a smaller breakfast if you want it. And if you love lunch, then you can have like a massive lunch if you like to do that as long as you're still hitting your carbs, your proteins and your fats overall, which is the biggest, most important thing. You have the flexibility to change around your portions and also change around your food choices. Again, the way we teach flexible dieting at Cut and Conquer is not the if it fits your macros approach. Okay. Again, I personally don't believe in if it fits your macros. And that doesn't mean that I don't believe that it can work. Um, It definitely scientifically can work. Of course it can. But I don't believe that the the typical traditional bro way of if it fits your macros, I don't believe it's optimal for beginners or for weight loss clients. Okay. Because again, there's no foundation to it. It's basically like, here's your calories, here's your macros, eat whatever you want, just hit this. That just means you, if your calories are 2000, you could sit down and eat one meal of 2000 calories. Like, that's not ideal, no matter how you cut it. It's not ideal. It's not going to optimize your training. It's not going to optimize your hormones. It's not going to optimize your recovery. It's not going to optimize your digestion. It's not going to optimize your gut health. Could you lose weight doing that? Yeah, but it's you're not going to reap the benefits of overall improved health. You're probably going to see a decline in your health. Does like the overall timing of your protein intake matter throughout the day? Honestly, research suggests that it really doesn't make a huge difference when you're consuming protein as long as you're consuming the right amounts. Like typically, we try to get our clients to consume a a solid amount in the morning because I do think that that's really important. However, if we're talking about things like carbs, the timing of your carbohydrate intake, especially if you are an athlete or training for body recomposition or working out in general, the timing of your carbs, they absolutely matter and we absolutely can optimize them. So when we do flexible dieting with our clients, we still give them guidelines in addition to carb, protein, and fat goals. And we also give them lists of foods that are ideal to select their meals off of so that we know they're getting the proper nutrients that their bodies need to perform optimally. Because you can lose weight eating whatever you want, technically. But again, we want to have that overall healthy experience and we want to make sure that our weight loss lasts. We don't want to ideally be pumping our bodies full of artificial foods. We want to make sure that we're feeling good, that we're having good energy. Hormones are healthy. Gut health is healthy. And bringing it back to the main focus here, which is intuitive eating, 
the biggest difference between flexible dieting and intuitive eating is that flexible dieting ensures you are consistent with your nutrition intake. Okay. If you're doing flexible dieting, you may end up eating more or less food volume. Okay. You might end up eating more or less food volume, but your calories and macros will always equate at the end of the day, which makes it much easier for that individual to get results and much easier for the coach to know what adjustments to make, right? Intuitive eating is really just a free-for-all. And if you don't understand portion sizes or calories or macros or micronutrients, it's a complete shot in the dark. And not to mention a complete shot in the dark by your coach because there's no, there's no data. There's nothing to go off of but what you said. And not to say that you would lie about it, but we're forgetful. I was actually, I I quite often just ponder the thought of how forgetful humans are. Like, I honestly don't even remember what I said two seconds ago, let alone what I did two hours ago. It's crazy. If you think about it, it's crazy how poor our memories are as humans. Let's get back on track. All right. Six problems with intuitive eating when it comes to weight loss. Here we go. So the first problem is that most people, especially people who are wanting to lose weight, are pretty likely living in a constant state of stress and their bodies are full of inflammation. Okay. And when you are constantly living in that sympathetic fight or flight state, your body is not going to send you proper signals or proper hunger cues. Okay. And one of the best ways to reduce inflammation is proper nutrition. It's with whole foods. It's with anti-inflammatory foods. It's with proper ratios of carbs and proteins and especially healthy fats and getting yourself on an eating routine so your body can start to regulate. Can you do that with intuitive eating? Arguably, you could, but it's much less likely. Okay. Problem number two is that most of us have ignored our natural hunger cues for so long that they don't work anymore. So if we're trying to intuitively eat based on when we're hungry and when we're full, again, going to be a really big challenge, especially if you're going from kind of an unhealthy diet or yo-yo dieting into intuitive eating because we're not used to eating properly. We're used to either starving ourselves or binging or again, turning to food in response to emotional hunger, right? We mix up that physical hunger and that emotional hunger and we're feeling hungry when we're not. We ignore the hunger when we're busy because again, our lifestyles are very, very busy. We're typically working all the time. If we have a family, we're taking care of the kids, we're going places, And sometimes we just don't eat because we're, or we don't eat because we're trying to lose weight and we've been told to eat less to lose weight. And if we're constantly eating less and less and less or yo-yo dieting, again, our metabolisms are going to downregulate. So if you normally should be able to maintain your weight on a 2,000 calorie diet, but you've been eating 1,000 calories a day for the last year because you either forget to eat or you just don't eat for whatever reason, it's going to be challenging to be in tune with your natural hunger cues and eat what you naturally should be because your metabolism is going to be so downregulated, right? Our bodies are confused and we get out of tune with ourselves and with our metabolism. So if you go from being out of tune or if you are out of tune and you try to intuitively eat, probably not going to line up. 
It's going to be way smarter to follow a follow a gradual reverse diet and get your body functioning and performing optimally before we even consider intuitive eating. Problem number three is gut health. Most people have gut issues. A lot of people struggle with bloating, with indigestion, with cravings. These things are not normal to deal with on a regular basis. Every once in a while, they might pop. Um, But if you have chronic cravings, chronic indigestion, chronic bloating, a lot of these issues can be stemming from poor gut health and imbalances in your gut bacteria. Okay, And a lot of people don't actually know that your microbiome, which is the ecosystem of your gut, essentially, it can also affect our hunger and it can also affect our cravings. So again, you might feel like you're hungry but it's not actually that physical hunger. It's your gut bacteria giving a signal that something is off. Again, most people don't have a super healthy gut because a typical North American lifestyle is not conducive to it. We typically are eating processed foods. We're eating at irregular times with irregular eating schedules. We have high-stress jobs, high-stress lives. We're typically consuming pesticides, and it can wreak havoc on our gut. If you even think about it, like if you are bloated, generally you don't feel hungry because it's super uncomfortable. If you're having heartburn or any type of like indigestion, you generally don't want to eat because you're uncomfortable. So again, it really throws off our natural hunger cues. The fourth, the fourth problem with intuitive eating is most people lack knowledge when it comes to proper nutrition. And again, I'm not saying that you have to be an expert or dedicate hours and hours of your life to study nutrition, but understanding the basics is huge. And it's probably one of the biggest factors that really helps my clients heal their relationship with food. Because when you don't truly understand like what food actually is, how calories actually work and what it all does in the body and how that is important for different types of fitness goals, if you don't fully understand all of it, it's so easy to label foods as good or bad or attach guilt to them, right? And if you're doing intuitive eating, but feeling guilty about eating certain things, that's another huge recipe for disaster. And, you know, most people can can generally separate a basic healthy food from what someone would typically call junk food, right? For example, lettuce is healthier than candy, right? Like that's a a pretty general common sense statement. But unless you have like a solid understanding of what your body needs when it comes to certain foods, nutrients, and portion sizes, knowing healthy from unhealthy really doesn't do shit when it comes to transforming your body. Right. And to top that off, a lot of foods that are marketed as healthy are some of the worst things you can eat. Right. Like granola, generally one of the worst choices. Yogurt, typical yogurt, not like plain Greek, like the good old, typical old, what is the Yo Play yogurt, whatever it's called. I can't even remember because I literally haven't bought yogurt in like 10 years because it's so gross and disgusting for you. Juice, most juices packed with shit, sugar, and artificial things. A lot of protein bars, as much as I do enjoy the taste of them, most of them are pretty darn unhealthy. And pretty much any typical sauce. Also generally not not a good choice, right? 
Most of those things are packed with added sugars, additives, artificial garb, fats, and, and empty calories that are not serving up. Plus, again, they're usually, usually high calorie. And a high calorie food does not mean it's bad for you. If that is interesting to you guys, there's an episode out, what was it on? I think it was a couple of weeks ago called Eating for Weight Loss Without Ruining Your Metabolism. Again, high calorie does not mean bad. But if your goal is weight loss, the reality is calorie management matters. And so does your macros, right? And if you do eat a very high calorie meal that has a very high calorie sauce, or you put a bunch of granola on your food that's packed with coconut oil and nuts and sugars, that's going to take up a large allotment of your daily caloric intake, right? So if you want to lose weight and still eat high calorie foods, you're going to have to adjust the rest of your foods that day to make sure you're still with a proper range of your calorie and macro goals and making sure especially that you're still hitting your protein. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be 100% perfect on point, but you need the knowledge to understand the basics of how to do that. And if what I said to you didn't make absolute complete sense, you clearly lack that knowledge. Now, here's another thing that's really important to consider. Intuitive eat without proper nutrition knowledge is also going to often reflect in massive weight fluctuations, okay? That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to pack on a lot of fat, but you're going to see large fluctuations on the scale, okay? Because sure, you might be being consistent with healthy eating, right? Because it's pretty easy to determine a health food from what we would typically call a non-health food, right? McDonald's, not probably the best choice when it comes to like deep fried things, Whereas a sweet potato and some chicken is typically what one might call a health food. But again, if you're just consistently eating healthy, that's great. But it's it's very unlikely that you are in doing so going to be consistent with your macro intake, consistent with your carb intake, your protein intake, and your fat intake, right? And again, love carbs. Carbs are fantastic. But if you eat high carb one day, your body is going to hold a little bit more water, giving you the perception that you gained weight. But you're probably not going to know that because you weren't measuring your food. You weren't tracking your food. You weren't following a plan. You just randomly ate more carbs that day. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. Carbs are good. They're not going to make you fat. In fact, they help you lose weight. Carbs are really important for weight loss. But if you are inconsistent with the amount of carbs you're consuming each day, you're going to see weight fluctuations. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you allow it to get in your head, it can totally discourage you and it can totally throw you off track and it can totally affect your intuition when it comes to your eating because you're going to see the number on the scale went up and you're going to be like, hmm, am I actually hungry right now? And you're going to question yourself because actually this leads into my fifth one, but humans are emotional beings. It's very hard to stay objective when we are so attached to food, to taste and to the number on the scale. Before we get into number five, another random misconception that I want to quickly address is that salads are healthy. Okay. Like most salads are really not that good for you when it comes to actual, an actual healthy nutritional profile. Okay. Salads are pretty much water with sugar sauce. Like, yes, vegetables have fiber and vitamins and minerals, and you should definitely be consuming vegetables on a daily basis. But if you binge eat cake, or candy or something, and then you just eat salads for the rest of the day or the week, like you are not helping your situation. You're making your situation so much worse. You are not giving your body the proper healthy carbs that it needs. You're not giving it the protein that it needs. 
and highly likely not the good kind of fats that it needs as well. You're eating a bowl of water with a little bit of fiber and sugar sauce as dressing. Now, salads are great sometimes. And there's some amazing salad recipes out there. Like a lot of our clients do eat salads, but the kind of misconception that, oh, I'm going to be healthy and eat salads. Like it's just simply not necessarily true. And again, you got to know what's in your salad. Is it packed with croutons and bacon bits and ranch? Because nothing is wrong with those things, but those typically contain quite a few calories. And salad dressing, typically a higher calorie option as well, unless you're making it yourself or you've bought a lower calorie option. So again, salads are good, but they should not be like your main source of food unless you are spicing up your salad, like making a really bomb badass salad with a quality protein source and some type of like complex carb added into them and then something for your fats like an avocado or your extra virgin olive oil, something like that, right? Because then it's it's not so much a salad of just vegetables and dressing. It's it's more of a meal. All right. Reason number five why intuitive eating is not typically conducive to weight loss is because humans are emotional beings. Like we just talked about, we struggle with separating our actions and our emotions, right? We all know this. We can be our best friend and or our worst enemy. And when we're intuitive eating, it can be so challenging to be objective. In fact, it's actually impossible to be objective because we can't be objective. Well, first off, everything that we are saying, doing is biased because it is. It's impossible to not be. But that's why we need quantitative data. And if you're intuitively eating, you don't have quantitative data, right? All of the data will be qualitative. And thus, it's going to be so much more challenging to derive anything meaningful from that. And even more so and more important than the data, as mentioned, humans are emotional beings. And like, are we, do we really expect to base our eating off how we feel and have success? Like, it's, it's possible, but man, that, that I think is one of the bigger problems is that we do so often base our eating off how we feel. We tell ourselves are hungry, we are hungry, but half the time we're not. We just want to eat the food because it tastes good. The other half of the time, we want to lose weight. So we're starving ourselves because we're emotional. Again, we want to look like that girl who's plastered all over social media because society beats it into women that we need to look a certain way. And if we don't look a certain way, we're not good enough. Again, emotional beings. Then you look at the scale. Oh, I didn't lose weight this week. So um, I'm just going to eat less, right? Are you, are you actually eating too much or are you just being impatient with your results? Again, we don't know because there's no data to support. We're not following anything. We're not tracking anything. We're just intuitively winging it with cues from a body that is full of inflammation and emotions. What a recipe for failure, you guys. Now, finally, this brings me to number six. And problem number six with intuitive eating is our habits, right? We didn't even talk about how challenging it is to break habits and behavior patterns in general, like let alone around eating. If you are used to eating a certain way, changing that is not going to come intuitively. Another important thing is that weight loss and fat loss is not necessarily like a natural thing for your body. Your body typically doesn't want to lose weight. It wants to maintain homeostasis. So the hunger cues that it gives you isn't generally going to be for weight loss. It's going to be for maintenance because that's what your body wants to do. 
And again, the way we teach eating for weight loss at Cut and Conquer, our clients eat a lot. Like honestly, most of the time they're complaining that they're too full. But the reality is when you are in a calorie deficit, it's likely you will experience a little bit of hunger. And it's likely that you're going to have to deal with that because that's the nature of losing fat. If you have a good coach and you have solid goals and you have a good plan in place when it comes to just like your overall lifestyle, being able to make those small sacrifices and time your meals properly so that your hunger is very minimal should be not too much of an issue. But again, eating is such a big part of so many of our lives, like even culturally. Again, if we're used to eating a certain way, changing that is is not going to be something natural and intuitive for you. I work on behavior change every single day with my clients. And it's one of the most challenging aspects of a transformation, even when you have a really good plan. And then if you take that plan out of the picture and you wing it, like good fucking luck. It's not impossible, but why make something 10 times harder than it has to be? And I know I just completely bashed intuitive eating because I truly do not think it is a good approach for weight loss, for beginners, or for muscle growth. But what it can be really, really good for is maintenance phases or once you have hit your goals and learned how to eat. But you have to be willing to make the sacrifice to learn how to eat. You have to be willing to put in the time to start to potentially weigh out your food or track your food and be consistent so that you can see what's working for you and how you can actually maintain this long term so that you can start to eyeball those things. And then you can know like, okay, this is what a typical day of eating should look like for me if I want to lose one to two pounds per week. And then when you hit your goal, it doesn't necessarily have to be weight loss, but your body goal overall, you you then have that knowledge and you then have that information. But it's very challenging to come to that by intuitively winging things. For a, a typical person who is looking to lose, let's say, 20 to 40 pounds, and that's kind of typically what our most of our clients come to us wanting to lose, it takes about, about six months to really become in tune with your body. And even as a coach, and I do put a lot of effort into learning my clients' bodies, it takes me about at least three months to really figure out what's working for that client. And that's when that client is like 90% compliant, right? So it takes time to really figure out what works for your body. And it takes time for you as an individual, like I would say a good solid six months to really get used to portion sizes and really feel how your body should feel when you're losing weight or when you're gaining muscle, what foods your body responds best to. It takes time to kind of get into that routine and learn it. And then once you have that information, you can intuitively maintain it on your own. But it's also important to note that your body and your metabolism is always going to be constantly changing. So what worked for you this year like, might not work for you next year. So it takes time and it takes patience and it takes consistency and controlled intentional planning and monitoring if you really want to have next level results. If you don't really care and you just want to like bounce up and down 10 pounds and feel happy, like then sure. But that's personally not what I'm about or what my company is about. We want to get our clients in a solid structured routine that allows them to feel good to get results, and then we teach them, right? Those are all of the proper ingredients to be able to have a transformation and then for them to maintain it, right? And the education part is so very important. 
That's it's literally like me right now. If I was like, I'm just gonna go in go do I'm gonna go intuitively do open heart surgery on this guy. Like I'm just gonna intuitively do it. I'm just gonna listen to what my hands think I should do and what artery I should cut. And like I'm just gonna do it, right? I do not have the tools or the guidance right now, nor the knowledge to have a successful outcome with that. Right. If I learned how to do open heart surgery and I practiced it, I'm confident I could pull it off. But right now, I have no idea about open heart surgery. And I, I've, I'm totally lost when it comes to that. But if I wanted to learn it, I sure as hell wouldn't intuitively wing it. So you guys, stop intuitively winging your nutrition and make that small little sacrifice to get consistent to ideally work with a coach or a nutritionist or someone who can help you figure out what works best for your body. Get in a routine with that and then continue to help you achieve long-term success, whether that is weight loss, maybe it is maintenance, or maybe it is building some muscle. But again, you guys, good results are all about a good strategy. So that is it. That's all for today's episode. If you like this one, let me know. If you hated this one, let me know as well. I know there is some intuitive eating fans out there who might not have agreed with me. But you know what? That is okay. We can all have our opinions and it's okay to change your mind at times too. So I appreciate you all and hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. If you loved it, give it a share on Instagram. Give me a tag at Nafina and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.